0: Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is The Savage Nation. So look, it's the last week of August. Most
1: of you who are listening to the show wish you were somewhere else, and the only reason you're listening to the show is because you're not on vacation where you wish you were. Or you're on vacation and you slipped away from the family, you went to the car radio or you went to the iPhone to listen because you're bored to death, you really don't want to go fishing, you don't want to go hiking one more time, you don't want to have one more dinner in a Denny's. So welcome to the the Savage Nation. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. Here are the topics. I read that millennials, whoever they are, care less about patriotism, religion, and family than previous generations. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I remember when I was a millennial, I didn't care much about religion and family. I didn't think much about it. As far as patriotism goes, the guys that went in the military, I admired them, but I didn't. So really, what's really changed? I don't really know if it's a big change, If as much as it's a news story, you know, to get you, you know, working, uh, get you, get you nervous. Yeah, okay, there's more drug use. You know, but what are you going to say something about that? That's going to change anything? No. I was going to talk about the new green, brown, red anti-Semitism. That's a juicy one. The greens, the green, brown, red anti-Semitism. I think it's self-explanatory, isn't it, Jim? The new green, brown, red anti-Semitism. How about this? Should Trump be less dramatic? Should Trump cut down on the tweeting? Should he stop attacking everyone in the world who might say something negative about him? On the other side, you have an insane psychiatrist at Duke University who ends on CNN who says that Donald Trump will kill more millions of people than Mao, Stalin, and Hitler put together. I mean, these people are crazy. I wrote the book in 06, Liberalism is a Mental Disorder, and at the top of the pyramid are the psychiatrists who write things like this. They're provoking violence against anyone who votes against a communist. I can also ask you, do you support Trump's trade war with China, but what good is that going to do us? I can also ask you the following questions, which I'm going to do, to engage you into calling. Here we go. Are you ready? Now get ready to dial, because it's going to get jammed out immediately. Do you believe America is headed in the right direction under President Trump's leadership? Yes, no, or not sure. Do you believe you're benefited from President Trump's historic tax cuts in 2017? Yes, no, not sure. Do you believe the economy has strengthened since President Trump took office? Do you believe Trump is prioritizing the safety of our nation by securing our borders? Do you believe we need to finish the southern border wall? Do you believe President Trump will continue to prioritize American citizens over illegal aliens? Do you believe the mainstream media favors Democrats? Uh, Don't even call on that one. Do you believe Chuck and Nancy prioritize the political agendas over what is best for America? Do you support President Trump's efforts to denuclearize? I almost became a Bush on that. He couldn't say nuclear. Remember, Bush couldn't say nuclear, he said nuclear. Do Do you support President Trump's efforts to denuclearize North Korea? Do you support President Trump's appointment of Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch to the United States Supreme Court? Do you believe Trump should appoint another conservative to the U.S. Supreme Court? Should there be a vacancy during his presidency? And finally, well, I shouldn't ask it because there's enough there to uh, stimulate your conversation. Should Trump be less dramatic and stop tweeting, attacking everyone? Uh, I saw an interesting article in the New York Post by Rich Lowry. He's a good writer. And I think we should comment on it. And he said, we are in week two of President Trump and Anthony Scaramucci as communications director of six days feuding on Twitter and cable TV. And he believes it should stop. And he said, Trump makes the hyperactive, voluble Teddy Roosevelt, whom HGL's called a big noise, seem shy by comparison. He makes the wrathful Andrew Jackson, who nearly blew up his administration over how the wives of his cabinet members were treating the wife of his secretary of war look like a paragon of calm and caution. Trump reportedly told aides before taking office that they should think of each presidential day as a TV show, a goal that turns out to have been too modest. Trump acts like he needs to produce enough programming to fill a 24-hour news network with outrages, melodramas, legal fights, and endless plot twists that are indisputably ratings gold. You know, but I want to comment on that. He has to do those things. And that is because the entire left-wing media does does it and has been doing it for 50 straight years. So finally, we we basically have a fighter who's fighting them. So I disagree with him on that. I think Trump likes to fight. He's a street brawler, and he loves to fight with everybody. It's that simple. Now, I don't know that he should keep doing it, though. That's the issue. The issue is not whether he should fight. I think he should fight a little more behind the scenes instead of on Twitter, you know? Millennials care less about patriotism, religion, and family than previous generations. Okay, fine. So you can call me at 855 on all these questions, and there's a lot of them. Before we take our first break, I want to play a man who needs a mental hospital. Here's a Duke psychiatrist who needs to be checked into a mental hospital immediately. Apparently, there's a man named Alan Francis MD who says Trump may be responsible for many more millions of deaths than Hitler and Stalin. I'm not creating this. Listen to clip one. Calling Trump
2: crazy hides the fact that we're crazy for having elected him and even crazier for allowing his crazy policies to persist. Trump is as destructive Mm -hmm. a person in this century Mm -hmm. as Hitler, Stalin and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were.
1: Many more million deaths than they were? Look. I don't know where you are listening to me around the country, but I suggest that someone call 911 and please remove this man from his patients before he destroys more minds. I stand by that. If this man is treating mentally disturbed people as a psychiatrist at Duke University and what he just said is not challenged, he's damaging a lot of people. Now listen to this now at clip two. Same man. I've known thousands
2: of patients, almost all of them have been well-behaved, well-mannered, good people. Trump is none of these. Lumping the mentally ill with Trump is a terrible insult to the mentally ill, and they have enough problems and stigma as it is.
1: No, the mentally ill have enough problems with fake people like you who claim you can heal them. You're not healing them, you're peddling drugs. So I suggest if you're living in the Durham, North Carolina area, where I think Duke is, is that where it is? That someone call 911 and please have this man arrested before he harms more people in my in my opinion because this is this is the sickest thing i've ever heard crazy they're getting crazier but look on a positive note it's the summer it's the last week of summer i lament the things i have not done this summer i've been meaning to go to a small lake in northern california for at least 25 years uh and rent a cabin and such and i've never gone there you know i never set out to be a talk show host i set out to be a simple biologist uh where i would end up in my last years at a small cabin on a small, a small lake collecting rocks and probably shooting my brains out from boredom. But I didn't, thank God I didn't wind up on that small lake collecting rocks because I don't think I would have survived. Thank God I have you to talk with, the savage nation, because I know many of you out there feel the same way. Without my show, you'd go crazy. You think I don't know it? You think I don't know it? You think I don't hear it every time I run into people? Without you, we'd go nuts? But think of the toll it's taking on me. Maybe I'm ready for that cabin on the lake, you know, without the shotgun. I don't need to end it like Hemingway. You don't have to speed things up. You know, you get depressed. Just look at it this way if you don't like your life or you're unhappy. You don't have to worry too long. It's going to happen anyway. God's going to take you when he's ready. So, you know, you don't have to pull a Hemingway because things are not so good. But they are good. We're living in the best times in the history of the world. Do you know any starving people? Have you seen the size of the calves and the ankles of the people going by at the mall? There's no starvation in America. Uh, there's no war. We're really not at war. The people at war are those who volunteered to go to war. You have not been drafted. You cannot find a laborer in America. You cannot find a laborer because everyone is fully employed. Every illegal who wants to work is working. Did you know that? You cannot find a laborer who is not employed in this country who wants to work. Everyone is working with full employment thanks to President Trump. But this too will come to an end. Eventually, there will be a reaction to Donald Trump's uh, uh, um, presidency, rightly or wrongly. We're going to have a moderate socialist government at some point in the near future, whether it's in a couple of years or in six years, I don't really know. They have a bunch of crackpots who are running, so it's highly unlikely any of them could win, especially as they continue to attack white people. No one's going to vote for them who's white. If they do, those people should go to that psychiatrist. At Duke University, they'll fit right in. But uh, I I think Trump's going to win again. The only enemy Trump has right now is himself, meaning he's got to stop the tweeting. He's got to cut it back. He cannot respond to every insult by every individual in the media or in politics. It's unbelievable to me that he doesn't know that yet. His impulsiveness is not dignified. His impulsiveness is not productive, and his impulsiveness is not helping him with the vast middle ground of voters out there. Now, the diehard Trump voters are going to vote for him no matter what. So we're not talking about them. His base will vote for him. I'm talking about that large middle ground, the independent voter that I generally speak to, the ones who are interested in so many other topics other than the ones that the lump and proletat conservative, conservatives talk about. There are people on radio who are so dumb when it comes to health-related issues. They're so antiquated and dumb when it comes to saving uh, the the environment. And I I dare use the word because this is a worldwide problem. It's not a environmental wacko. Environmental wacko. But you keep saying that, you're never going to get anyone under the age of 70 to vote for you. No, I know people who are diehard conservatives who understand the value of saving the earth. And they're not environmental wackos. The real environmental wackos are those who say that they're environmental wackos. It's that simple. But that, that group that group worries me because they came over to Trump last time, but I'm not so sure they're gonna come over this time. You know what I'm saying? Okay, look, those are some of the topics that we're talking about. I went to a um, a dance club last night and it's largely a an African or let's say African American and Latino group that goes there with very few Caucasian people. There were no problems. You know what I found? It's on my Twitter feed. I see happy people dancing. Great music. I mean, I grew up with salsa music in New York in a multicultural city. It wasn't a big deal for me. So it's not like, oh, gee, ooh, look at that. So, hey, I walk in there, no one bothered me. No one said hello, no one said goodbye. No one insulted me. No one started to pick a fight. What I'm saying is music is a universal language. And music reaches everyone on the planet in different ways, whether it's what I'm talking about now, Uh, classical music or Latino music, uh, you know, salsa music, jazz music, rhythm and blues, blues music, it reaches people and it reaches across the political spectrum. And as I watched the people dance last night and put them up on my Twitter feed, I thought how beautiful it would be if all of us could put down the Cudgeons for a few days and learn to live together. But then again, I'm a dreamer and I do have a dream and I'll be back to take your dreams right here on the Savage Nation. Savage. Dance. Everyone loves to dance, by the way. All young, all societies, if you look around the world. And uh, it's a place of people let off steam, no matter what the music may be. So as I left the uh, dance last night, I said to myself, it's beautiful to see so many different people of different backgrounds. Most of them look very poor, and this is where they shine. They're all princes and princesses as they dance the night away. And I figured I'd get something to eat. So I go over to this Chinese place and know nearby. It was late already. I park way in the back of the lot to avoid being creamed. I, I have uh, ding neurosis with my cars. I don't know about you. Like I search out spots and lots because of the, you know, getting the doors whacked. So I park in the back of the lot. I sit down and start to eat my Chinese food. Two nice kids come in. And they say, there's a certain kind of car in the lot. Someone just hit it. Do you know who owns it? And I said, oh, no. So I didn't even want to get up and look at it. And the owner said, you should go look at it. So I said, let me finish dinner first. I didn't want to look at it. Couldn't I eat first? So I went out. And they got the license plate of the guy who backed into my car, got out, looked at the damage, and then sped away. You know what I'm saying? He banged the car, got out, looked at it, and left. So he's going to be in real hot water because we got his license plate. But it rummed my night out. I didn't sleep very well at night, not because it's a big tragedy, but because it's upsetting. I had to call the police, then they try to turn me into the criminal. Yeah, that's what they did right away. Right away. I was the perpetrator, not him. He's well we gotta take a picture of the car to make sure you're not gonna make a bigger claim than what he did. I said, Are you crazy? The guy says to me go work with me, sir. I said, Okay, shall work with you, right? New polls out today say that two and three parents are in favor of higher taxes to fund tuition-free college and support raising taxes to cancel student debts. They send this to me. I get these fake polls all the time from these pressure groups. So I answer them. I say, yeah, of course they are, because someone else is going to pay for the for the student loans. Stupid. Earlier, I got one from a Latin pressure group, some communist Mexican group, that they're calling it the El Paso Massacre. You hear this? They're calling it the El Paso Massacre now to steam up a race war in America. I want you to see how bad things are in this country in some way. So you could ignore them, you could put your head in the sand, you could fight them, you could go crazy from it, you got high blood pressure from it, or you can learn how to deal with it, that's all. I deal with it. But I asked you a loaded question, which are quite extensive, you know. The answers were yes, no, or not, sure. Denver Harry, Denver Harry, line one, go ahead, what's the question, what's the answer?
2: Well, Nixon said, "Richard Nixon said to punch
1: up, not down." Trump should let the peons go and tweet less. Tweet less, yes. In other words, <clears throat> why does he respond to the smallest insult from the most minnow-like personality? Is the question?
2: Well, Scott Baio, who's from Queens, said that's the way Queen people are.
1: That's the way what people are?
2: People from Queens. He said that's the
1: way they are. They get- no, they are. I'm from Queens. I can't I can't let an insult go. But I'm not the president. I'm a talk show host. See, Trump doesn't understand he's no longer in the media. He's the president of the free world. He's not running a reality show. So he can't react the way I would. That's the point. Uh, does anyone disagree with me? Savage. old guy, a uh, new friend of mine, Marine Corps, hardcore, says to me, tell Donald Trump that the deplorables are very, very antsy right now over something he's doing. Now, these are hardcore. I said, what are, they, what are the deplorables that you know worried about? He said, one major thing. You know what it is? It's not immigration. It's the budget. The deplorables that he knows, all military guys, are really angry at the budget deficit, the exploding debt, and uh, Trump's refusal to rein in the spending. Okay, now I, I don't know if this is resonating with most people, but it's bothering me. I thought we were all fiscal. Rec- I thought most of us could agree on one thing, which is fiscal conservatism, even if we disagreed on on uh, social issues in some way. You know. So I'm reading Rich Lowry's article in the New York Post now. Rich Lowry is a fine writer, but he was a never-Trumper, if I remember correctly, national review group. But he wrote something interesting. He said, the culture of celebrity, reality television, and Twitter now defines national politics at its highest level. I can't disagree with him. Listen to that one. The culture of celebrity, reality television, and Twitter now defines national politics at its highest level. I don't like that. It's very worrisome because it means we could get some psycho who has a large following on Twitter running for office, which we're liable to get with the, you know who, half cortex. And uh, here it is. So there's a real affliction out there. But he says that the threat is Trump fatigue, a condition that could spread more broadly and make swing voters harder to reach. Trump fatigue. And he claims that the Trump fatigue could come from the over drama and the tweeting, the endless tweeting. You agree or disagree with him? Maryland, Matt, line two. Go ahead. You're on the Savage Nation.
2: So the tweeting is just—it's—it's—it's got to stop. Uh, You know, but when I talk to any of my liberal friends or even just my middle of the road friends, it's—it's a a constant distraction uh, from from the actual issues that you—you know, they—they throw the tweets at you, and it's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know why he said that.
1: (laughs) You know, I I think here's the problem with the tweets—they're juvenile in most cases, they're mean spirited which is what Twitter is, filled with mean people, by and large. And it's not becoming of the commander-in-chief of the biggest military on the earth, number one, nor the leader of the free world. It's just not becoming. Whatever happened to class and style? When did that disappear? It seems dangerous and, and, and reckless as well with just some of the things he says, you know? Yeah, one, you see, that's another thing. You just made a good point, reckless. You, because he, back, he says one thing one day, then he, says, he disagrees with what he said the next day. Have you seen him say that I disagree with what I said yesterday? Did you catch that one over the weekend? Yeah. And, and a spokesmouth had to come in and cover for him? He said he wishes he raised the tariffs more because he said he did. He's sorry what he did. He disagrees with the tweet against China on Friday. And she said, well, what do you mean? So she says, well, he meant he wanted to raise them more. That was the cover story.
2: Cre- creating his own issues when he has other things he could be worrying about.
1: Where is he right now? I was hoping he'd get a month off, go to a lake, go fishing. Does this man relax? Well, he golf's. He does golf.
2: The, the low blood it, pressure tweets have to, have to stop for sure.
1: Now, what age bracket are you in? I'm
2: uh, I'm thirty thirty two.
1: Would you consider yourself one of the uh, annuals type of thing? Which one would you be? An annual?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I would. Uh, yeah, I would fall in that in that category.
1: <laughs> but man, you're you're a total American patriot, right? You love the country. Correct. And the one thing you probably despise the most of what's going on in the country today. As I spoke to a neighbor who's 30, conservative, he said the people he knows don't even vote. But he said the one thing they're never going to do is vote for Democrats or keep putting down whites. It, Just, you can't keep putting down whites and white males and expect anyone to vote for you unless they're insane. That, yeah, you would, you would think, but
2: there's a lot of people out there that you know have a lot of self-hate too. So
1: Yes, and they they're like have Stockholm Syndrome. Right. They actually believe that they're guilty of something for having been born Caucasian, which is suicidal. I mean, it's one of the most suicidal uh, aspects of our culture today. And it's very, very frightening to to see so many people thinking there's something wrong with them simply because of the race they were born with.
2: You know, they grow up with it now. It's, it's, if, it, if their parents are telling them the same thing and the schools
1: are telling them and, you know, the TV, yeah, the schools are the problem. Nobody telling them. See, I'd like Trump to make me the head of the Department of Education. I'd clean house so fast. Within a year or two, we'd have patriotism back in the curriculum. Uh, Why does he let the people who run these things get away with what, well, they can't control every school in the country, but you can certainly have great control over the uh, outcome of racist messages such as white people are no good, white people are the scourge of the planet, and things like that. That'd be great. Let me send you a copy of a book to read on the beach this summer when the summer comes. A Savage Life by Michael Savage. You know, I haven't been to the beach once this summer. I never went to the beach. I don't even, I don't even like beaches. In fact, that house on the beach, I'm selling it because I... How long can you look at an ocean and tell yourself how lucky you are? As a man once said when I bought the beach house in 09, he said, eh. He said, once you've seen one way, you've seen them all, I swear to God. It was the most cynical thing I ever heard from a guy in Florida. He said, once you've seen one wave, if you've seen them all, if you live in a house that looks out on the ocean, it sounds wonderful, right? Okay, you try it night after night after night after night of the pounding ocean, you can go out of your mind. It's like the pound it can get to you, that whoosh and the banging. No, 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 I certain things get to you after a while. So I like to feed birds, I like to go to music. Yesterday I took a long drive by myself in my own car. Do you ever do that? Do you ever drive around on your own? I went to areas I hadn't been in many years just to see what had developed out there. Like an old boat yacht harbor I knew on on a road, and I saw that was all developed up with houses and a market. Things change, you know. But it's a beautiful thing on a hot day to take a ride on your on your own. You don't have to talk to anybody. I didn't even have Teddy with me because even his breathing bothers me. I'm joking. His breathing is very labored. It's very sad, you know. I don't know. This may be his last summer. I hope not. But he's 16 years old. He had his issues. Poor little Teddy, the mascot. He almost died last winter, but that great doctor saved him. And then the weather changed for the better, and he doesn't wheeze as much. So, you know, dog, I'm not, I'm not getting another one. That's it. Forget it. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing it again. Again, when I said goodbye to uh, Snowy, I said that was the end of it. I'm not doing it again. Then Teddy came along, and he stole my heart, but that was like yesterday, you know. Here we go again. I know I'm going to get another one. I know already which one it is because there's three other dogs in the family. I know which one's going to be sitting with me and driving with me. It's a poodle about two pounds big. She has the biggest eyes I've ever seen in my life. No, Teddy loves her. They get along great. But he wasn't doing good till we started making him hang around with this pack of the other three dogs uh, in the family. And one of them went into heat, a little two-pounder. All of a sudden, he was wheezing, crippled. All of a sudden, he's chasing her up and down the staircase. I said, works in dogs as well as people, I guess. He was on death's door, and all of a sudden, a little dog went into heat. Suddenly, he was back to life again. So, you know, people should understand that there are instinctual things that happen to human beings. But he's fine. He's looking good. But, man, I don't look forward to another cold winter. I don't want to see him gagging again. Trump will lose by a landslide. Okay, James in San Francisco, let's go back to politics, not dogs and heat. What's on your mind?
2: Yeah, how are you doing today?
1: Not well. What's up to you? I mean, what are you calling about?
2: Okay, well, my wife is a, a black conservative, and she voted for uh, Trump. And she said something to me yesterday that kind of blew me uh, out the water. She's always believed the negative things I said about Trump, except that he, except that he was a racist. She believes uh, he's just an elitist. And anybody not on the level that sh- that he is, he looks down upon. Anyway, so doesn't color or race does that matter to him?
1: Well, hold on. That's extremely astute. That's a very good starting point because it's unique in in the national dialogue. But there's more to what you're going to say. I think yes.
2: Yes. So we were sitting there, and I and she says, you know, Trump is going to lose. And I said, well, what? Why? She said, because of of, of supporters like me, I'm not going to vote for him. And I said, well, why aren't you going to vote for him? She says, because he is acting with his actions and his words. He really doesn't want to be president of the United States. And no, I,
1: well, I take it that you're, you're a politically divided family, correct? Yes, we are. All right. It's very interesting, this call. I never had one exactly like this. Did we, Robert, Jim? Never. And and it's very honest, by the way, your call. So yeah. you're an African. You're both African Americans. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. You're a Democrat. She voted for Trump, and she's upset with him because of his behavior. Meaning, what behavior?
2: Well, she just said the things he's saying now. Uh, the the lines. He, one one day he's on one side. Another day he's on the other side, and she just says it's just too much for her.
1: All right, so the, the the drama, the flip-flopping doesn't appeal to her. She wants stability. Correct. She wants stability, and he did represent stability when he came along. He represented alpha male, triple alpha male, strong, argumentative, yes, but still in all stable, and she doesn't feel stability right now. That's correct. Wow.
2: Yeah, you, you, yeah And I, and she said that she believes... Now, what's going to happen was after he loses, he's going to go back to Mar-a-Lago, become a Democrat again, because oh. one of the things he has done has destroy uh, the Republican Party.
1: And wow. Has- well, you know, I'm going to tell you some people probably don't like hearing this, but I have heard others say the same thing about him actually working to destroy the Republican Party for the Democrats. I've heard that said. That's sort of a conspiracy theory.
2: Well, yeah, and if, and if you know my wife, I think you've met some people that are 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 just too smart for their for their own good. My wife is a genius. A seriously
1: <laughs> IQ wise. And some of the things she comes up with are just crazy. I love this call. I got to tell you because it's so nuanced and so it's deep. It's a deep conversation that we're having, James. I assume something's wrong here because you're a Democrat listening to me in San Francisco on KSFO. She's the Republican, and she's not listening to the show. No, she doesn't. He has completely turned her off on of Fox News. I oh my God! So why do you listen to my show if you're a Democrat?
2: Well, because I I one I like I don't always there's not too much you say that I agree with, but I do like difference of of opinions and it gives me things to think about It makes me look up things hmm. and 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 I'm I just have that type of inquisitive
1: mind. Yeah, but you also don't like people BSing you. I know that. Well, that's- and and yeah, and you have a very strong detector of people throwing throwing the crap in your direction. So, when you listen to me, you say, "Look, I may not agree with him, at least he's expressing what he really believes, right?" Right. That's correct. That's beautiful. Well, let me send you a book uh, that I want to send you a Savage life for you and your wife. Maybe she'll come back to the fold. I hope that your brilliant wife is wrong. But I know this. I got to take a break. Savage. 855 7282. It's a slow time of year. It's the end of the summer. Most people don't want to be home right now. You either be at the beach at a lake, Disneyland, wherever people go. I don't go anywhere because to me it's all in the head anyway. I mean if you if you live in a peaceful place and your body is in fairly good shape and you got what to eat and you got people that you care about in your life, where's there to go? Where am I going to go and have a good oh, I'm gonna go go have a good time? That's like a, like a a job. Let me pack a bag to go and have a good time. That's a job. I don't want another job. To me, the best time is going nowhere and taking a daycation, a staycation rather, right? When I come back, to new green-brown-red anti-Semitism, and should Trump be less dramatic?
0: The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage.
1: I've had a persistent pain from my head through my neck down my left arm all night since the guy hit my car. All right, I know. It's a little panic and anger. I wanted to strangle him, and he ran away. I don't know where he went. Banged into it, jumped out, looked at it, and sped away. These two nice kids got a picture of his license plate, though. So he's in trouble because his, his rates are going to go through the ceiling. Tune into the Savage Nation call 855 and savage 855 and 7282 so I went to that Latin dance last night just to get away. In the afternoon, you see happy people. Who's... Who goes to a dance who's not happy? What idiot would go to a dance who's not happy? So everybody there was happy. Yes, it was largely 99% black and Latino people. Wonderful. It's a different language. It's a beautiful thing to see. And um, I, I just liked it. I just like being there. You look at these people play the music, and you watch the energy that they have. Like a guy playing the timbales. You know, the two drums with the sticks. This guy did this for three and a half, four hours. You know what kind of energy that takes? The leader of the band plays conga drums and sings. Sings and plays the drums. How can you do that? Where do these guys get their energy from? Some of them are not young. Some musicians are eternal. They live forever. So anyway, that's where I go from the energy, energy, energy. And it was nice to see happy people. So you want to hear something funny? I tweeted, the first one was, of the band behind me on Twitter, Michael Savage out of Savage Nation. And it was me. I did a selfie of the music behind me, and I wrote great salsa music on Latino Amigos. And, you know, I got a larger response to that than any political stuff I've done in a very long time. And then an hour later, I followed it up with uh, the people dancing in the club on Twitter, and I wrote a short dance in the sun is all we get. People love that. More response to that. Because in times like these, people need entertainment. We all need entertainment right now. Why do you think entertainment's always been king? You think people are stupid? People need to let go, also, you know. So, the city of day and night and hockey to death with Trump is this and Trump is that, and the liberals are no good and the Democrats are horrible. It's all true, but who the hell wants to hear it after a while if you heard it 50,000 times? If I turn on the show and hear the same thing every day, I want to vomit and I hang up. So, you, those guys hate me in the, in, the, in the Rush cartel. They don't have the creativity I have and they don't have my perspective, so naturally I'm an outsider and they hate me. They hate independence. But that's their problem, not mine. I want to talk about some things today that I started with, which is the uh, issue of, uh, I, you know, I can't remember all the issues, but I want to play this. I can remember them, but I'll bore you by repeating them. Then I'm going to do the repetitive number. So I'm listening to all the sound bites out there, and one of them, Trump, was a real corker. This one really got me scratching my head. Why would he say? He goes on MSNBC now. He will not come on this show. His handlers will not let him come on the Savage Nation. I'm officially verboten now to the Trump administration because I'm not a sufficient uh, worshiper, I suppose. Instead, he'll go on MSNBC where they hate him. If you're telling me that the people running Trump, some of them are not subverting him, I would say you're crazy. If you tell me that Splay and the others are not working for the other team, I would say you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So he goes on MSNBC and says this. Listen to this in clip six.
3: I'm an environmentalist. A lot of people don't understand that. I have done more environmental impact statements probably than anybody that's, I guess, I can say definitely, because I've done many, many, many of them. More than anybody that's ever been president or vice president or anything even close to president. And I think I know more about the environment than most people. Oh, I want clean on. air. I want clean water. I want a yeah. wealthy country. I want right. a, a spectacular country with it's jobs, beautiful. with pensions, with so many things. Yeah. And that's what we're getting. So I
1: want to be very careful. So now he's an environmentalist. I didn't know that. I had no idea that he's an environmentalist. Isn't that nice? He said he's done more environmental impact statements. He mean to build golf courses on pristine land. So that makes him an environmentalist? Come on. What do you think I am? One of these worshipers? You're crazy if you think. Look, this is an issue for me. It's probably the biggest issue next to the budget. Okay, here's how I vote for a president. National security is number one. Economy is number two. Environment is number three. That's how I vote. I voted for him because he was number one on national security. Okay? I thought he'd be great on the economy, which it looks good, but if you actually look at the deep numbers... It may not be so good. There are underpinnings that are not so good. Printing money is not a good economy necessarily. And then the number three is the budget deficit, which is out of control. Worse than under a Democrat. And number three, the environment, a disaster under him, under him. A disaster, zero. If I were to rate Donald Trump on conservation issues, less than zero. Less than zero. We've gone back 75 years with the throwbacks that he's hired to run Interior and, and uh, EPA. Sorry, I don't buy it. Now, I understand by saying these things, many of you, the true true believers, are angry at me. You want, Pope, you want worship. You don't want analysis. You don't want opinion. You want slavish worship. I will tell you something else. Um, I learned over the weekend from someone I met who has an uh, elderly mother. They're very diehard Catholics, Irish Catholic, great people, wonderful people. And he said to me, his mother doesn't like me because I put down the Pope. I said, what, I was saying the Pope is not the Catholic Church, he's an interloper. He said, it's too complicated for her. It's either you like the Pope and Catholics or or you're anti-Catholic. And many Jews are that way. I grew up with them too. If you said one word negative about Jews, suddenly you're an anti-Semite. And it still operates, by the way, with, with hardcore ethnic groups. I don't care which the ethnic group is. If you criticize anyone in the ethnic group, you're an anti. So you can't win. If you're in talk radio, you can't win. You make enemies every day without trying. So if you try to nuance it and say, you love the Catholic religion, it's a beautiful religion, blah, 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 but the Pope is a communist or a Leninist, you try to explain how and why, they don't get the argument and they say that you're anti Catholic and a bigot and they don't listen to you anymore. The same with black people, the same with Jewish people, the same with Latino people. They say to you, you say one negative word about illegal aliens, suddenly you're anti Latino when you're not. You're anti illegal immigrant. But this is the way tribalism has uh, evolved in this country. I don't know that it's ever been any different, to be frank with you. I think tribalism has been inherent in the country from the, from the day uh, uh, who whoever got here, the Mayflower people. all the freaks from England came over with the turkey. I don't know when what, whatever. So here we, here we are. I mean took they took the land from the Indian. at first they gave them a turkey. they they landed and the Indians were nice to them and here is here's you take this. you have your own settlement. It's fine, cool. It was the biggest mistake the Indians ever made. Think about, you know, I never did a revisionist history in my own mind. Somebody did a movie about what the world would have been like if um, Hitler had won World War II. My friend saw it. He said it was astoundingly crazy, wonderful, as a fantasy. Has anyone done a movie? Or I shouldn't give this. I give ideas out for free. You know, you know one thing that's short in the world is ideas. Plenty of talented writers, but they don't have any ideas. Should I give this one out? No, I'm not giving it out. I think I'm going to save it for me. I'm not I'm not throwing it away. Why should I give everything away for nothing? What, am I, a beggar? I'm desperate for your attention? I'm not going to do I come up with a brilliant idea just now popped out of my head. Boy, a what-if job. But I was thinking, what if the Indians didn't give the pilgrims a piece of land to live on? The whole world would have been different. They were nice to them. The next thing you know, they were in a reservation and on a death march. That's, all, that's what they got for it. I know, again, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear the Pilgrims are great. They're all wonderful Christians. It led to a fabulous nation and interstate highways and and McDonald's, which it did. It did. But uh, the Native American didn't do too good. All right, recently, yes, there were compensations made. The gambling licenses, are rolling in money. They don't know what to do with the money. Rolling, billions of dollars. Probably not run by them, but okay, but the money, it doesn't go to them. The money flows and you think they run the casinos? What, are you kidding me? (laughs) But but Lansky's not around anymore. Who's running them? I don't know who's running the casinos. They got the fronts there and all of it. You know, I have never gambled in an Indian gambling casino in my life. I don't know what I'm missing. First of all, I don't like to gamble. Uh, I I was reading when I was young. No, I was reading a psychological portrait of gamblers. And they say that gambling is something that occurs in 11 to 12-year-olds. And most people outgrow it, but some don't. They get hooked. They become degenerate gamblers. And they're stuck on it. It's like an adolescent freak show. I've never had a thing with it. I, mean, well, I, I was a smart kid. When I get into my gambling phase when I was a youngster, I went all the way. I went and got a, uh, a roulette wheel, a green cloth with the numbers on it. I became the uh, croupier in the neighborhood. I, instead of just gambling, I turned it into a business. I swear to God. It was a lot of fun. Put it in my <laughs> basement. I had that green cloth with the numbers. and the, I, to this, I loved that wheel. And it would spin with the thing, and the kids would bet nickels and dimes. I made a little money, big deal. But I got bored of watching the wheel go around. Isn't it interesting? But I never got hooked on gambling. Once I went to the Trotters a couple of times. One of my friends, Uncle's, was a big degenerate gambler. He gave us money to, to bet for him. Oh, my, my friend was such a... I can't even use the word on radio. But he wound up in the garment center. He was a no-good Nick to begin with. He wound up selling ties, a real no-good Nick. All right, his mother was a nut job, but... I would say the mother did it. Going back to the mass murderer again, it's always the mother. The mother was a nut. She used to beat him with a with a, a chain. And then when the father would come home, she'd say that he beat her. So how could you not wind up nuts and wind up selling ties in the garment center if you had a mother like that? I mean, when you think about it, lucky to become a mass murderer. Now that I think about the the profiling I'm watching on that show, mind mind stalker. So we go to the Trotters at Yonkers, I remember. The uncle would give him money to bet 50, 100. And this kid was, he was smart, like all deviants, very smart. So he bet one, two races and lost. So he says, you know what, why don't we keep the money and why don't we gamble ourselves that the next one's going to lose? It sounds like, he sounds like, my uncle sounds like a loser. I said, well, what if we, he wins? You, he gave you 50 bucks to bet on this horse, five to one. If the horse wins, what are you going to do? She so says, I'll tell him I lost the ticket. I swear to God, that's what he did. Luckily, the horse lost. So that's uh, that's my experience with gambling. It's, it's a really crazy world. Gambling. Savage. Radio has become so unfun. It used to be fun when I started in '94. Now it's a dirge. Everyone thinks they're a philosopher saving the world, or or something to that effect. Everyone's a genius. This one wrote the Constitution. That one wrote that. That one wrote the Bible. Yeah, right. Okay. What are we going to do now? Trans. All right, Virginia. Uh, the name is Rain in Virginia. I thought her name was Virginia in Rain. But no, the name is Rain, and she hails from Virginia. Line one, Rain, hello from Virginia. What's on your mind, Rain?
3: Moss will call Dr. Savage. It's an honor to speak with you.
1: It almost sounds like an AI computer, but go ahead. How are you?
3: Sir, I'm not an AI computer. I'm a real person, legs, arms, and a head. Um, I'm also transgender.
1: Let let me ask you just, I'm not going to be a wise guy. I accept all sexualities. It's everyone's business, not mine. When you say transgender, were you born a woman or a man?
3: I was born male, and 40 years ago, I've, I've been transgender for 40 years.
1: So you had surgery. I'm a yes. I'm a male to female. Can you explain something to me? And I'm not trying to be facetious. Don't take it the wrong way. Why do some transgender males not have the surgery and they still have the male part,
3: Doctor Dr. Savage? If I could answer that question, I would be a, a billionaire. I would be richer than Bezos.
1: But I, all right. I, so let's drop it. It's probably too dangerous to do a thing like this with Republicans listening.
3: Well, I'm. I'm I voted for Donald Trump, and I voted for President Trump because I am a physical conservative. I wanted to see the debt go down. I don't believe anyone's actually heard from a transgender person on any subject. Unless <laughs> no.
1: Well, maybe we have, but they didn't tell us.
3: A hot pink wig and, you know, a three-day spear.
1: <laughs> Stop. And, uh, All right, No, but this is funny. So you say you wanted, even though you voted for Trump as a transgender, you wanted some fiscal conservatism. Because of his fiscal conservatism. But did you get fiscal conservatism from him? I have not. Oh, okay. I didn't know where you're coming from. No, sir. I have not. I well, okay, but I'm, I'm the only one saying it. And why is it that the conservatives have made it such an issue with Obama? Now, I'm not saying a word.
3: Well, you know, you've got the guy that, tells, that sells T-shirts telling them what to say, what
1: to say and do. No, you can't say anything about him. He's a sacred object.
3: ...that has more than two
1: synaptic responses that are firing at the same time... Oh! Oh, we hear a little elitism in you. I think you're... I will say this, that people who are transgender basically are super sensitive to begin with. And they have a lot of trouble with people who are not. Let's start with that as a thesis. Is that true? No,
3: sir. I don't think so. I mean, you know, people... You're,
1: You're not super sensitive? I don't believe so. I don't... I don't... Wow. All right. Well, what can I say? Good luck to you. That's all.
0: The Westwood One Podcast Network.